JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. I am back. I've returned. Woo! I survived some flu. It wasn't. It you wasn't. said coronavirus was actually not as bad as this. It wasn't. This was way worse. COVID, be damned. I'd take that again any day of the week. But uh, anyway, I'm just being a sook. Uh, I was just enjoying a bit of time off. But mm-hmm. um, I am officially back, Jules. And I said just before the song that I owe you a spot of thanks. You know? No worries. I'm like you stood I had, up. Had a good time, met some new callers while the show was um controlled by me, pressing all the buttons. Yeah, did you make any stuff ups? <sighs> yeah, probably likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Most likely. Not I, that I know. I forgot of. everyone's name, I'm still deaf. I do owe you a thanks. So as a big thanks, I wanted to bring something to the show this morning. Now Ooh. I'll uh, I'll let you cast your mind back. Do Uh-oh. you remember this? I'll be damned if you don't do a shoey next week. Oh gross. What would it take for you to do one? <laughs> I just told you, a win. You won't win that. If we score a goal. How about if... If we score... I'm playing in the football How about line. if my footy team wins? Okay. We're not the favourites. It's about even between us and the West Panthers. So if you win... If I, my team wins, you I have to do... I will do a shoey. All right. We're All right. shaking on it. Shaking, Here we go. Done, yep, done. Sorted. You remember that? It's been a few weeks now. There's been public holidays. There's been uh, holidays. Mm, I had been a stomach leave. bug. There's I couldn't eat anything. Bugs. There's been a lot going on. But yep. Jules, I figure... Hey, we're all looking good. We're all feeling good. Are we? Yeah. And um, to cast, for those that missed it, that bet was if my team across the way's Tigers beat the West Panthers, this was like rounds ago, mm-hmm. um, Jules would do a shoey. Uh, Jules, we won that game and you have yet to pay that debt. So what I brought in no. on my return. No. You brought in a shoe. It's one of my dress yeah. shoes. Oh. It's leather. Oh, and a beer. It's, no. and, a, and a beer for you to finally. I don't like beer in normal times. Repay. No, it's time to repay. No, your debt, Jules. this is no. It's this, time no. To right now. Yep. Oh God. Okay, he's bringing it over. We all probably right, should have filmed this, hey? Probably. That's all oh, right. no. That's alright. Does that mean I have to do it twice? Yeah, you'll have to redo it for Can camera. Can I do it in the song? No, you can't. Do Damn it. it. Well, this is disgusting. All right, just fill Size it. Size ten shoes. Okay. Just don't do it over. How any... much do I have to pour into it? I don't know how water tighter the shoes mm. are, so don't do it over any technology. Okay, but I'll at do least do a third of the. Oh, it's bubbly. Okay. That's enough. All right. That's enough. Oh, it's in the laces. It's spilling everywhere. Drink it. Oh. She's put it up to the mouth. She is frowning. I wore those shoes on a big sweaty dancing night out recently. Oh, she's taken. You didn't put much in there. You're taking a while. Now you're just sucking on the shoe, you sicker. All right. She's going. That was disgusting. All right. Well done. That's only, that's one. And that means we'll do another one for camera. No. Keep an eye on our Facebook page. Welcome back, Justin. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? JB, are you excited? The 7th of August, it's a Sunday. It's going to be Bulldogs and the Cowboys oh, going mate, down. Just don't, <laughs> just get me, get me set. I'm pumped for this one. The Mighty Bulldogs bringing a home game, the first premiership two-point gaining game ever. In our midst. I'm excited for it, Jules. Round 21. It's going to be incredible. Salter Oval. To tell us about it, Aaron Warburton from the Canterbury Banks Town is here. How are you? I'm really good. It's my second time in Bundy. I feel like a local. You are <laughs> a local. It's good to be back. Last time I seen you here um, as a CEO of the Bulldogs uh, at the club hotel. Um, how are you find, Are you learning anything on your second trip around? I feel like I've got my bearings a little bit better in the sense of the river and where we're heading. And it's a, it's a great town to navigate. And um, the locals have just been so welcoming. Yeah, it is good to see. And I think it's because... We're excited. We've got an NRL game coming to Bundaberg. This is unheard of. Hallelujah. Um, but I've had a look at Salter Oval. It looks very Salter Oval-y. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of like, 
looking at it going, when are we going to start seeing something? Yeah. What are the plans? Uh, is there any momentum, anything moving oh, at the moment? Definitely. A lot of work going on in the background. We've got um, a very strong working group. So council, um, Andrew uh, Gifford, our director on the ground, we've got a lot of help. And that's, that's what you need when you pop up in a regional town. You know, a core stadium, Combank Stadium, Belmore, um, you, you can walk in and flick a switch and you're basically halfway there. This one, like you mentioned, we're from scratch. She looks um, quite bare at the moment. We've got the head curator for Suncorp Stadium joining us out there this afternoon just to make sure she's in good nick uh, come August. But everything from, you know, grandstands to scaffolding, corporate facilities, uh, our LED signage, um, a heap of work goes into it. Uh, but it's all coming together and all on track. Brilliant. You've got an exciting entourage that you're bringing. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, very much so. So we've had, um, apart from our ops teams that um, make the game happen, um, we've got a whole heap of alumni joining us. Um, Currently, our our football managers on the ground scoping out all the different um, logistical um, I won't say issues, but they, um, he's finding all the solutions in the sense of where the team needs to be from training to warm up to captain's run, where they're staying, um, where they're eating, um, the, you know, the best routes in and out of town. We play in New Zealand the following week, so Whew. it's not an easy one for us, but um, we wouldn't want to be anywhere else in, in, the, in the country. Who's helping decide where they eat before the game? Yeah, we've got an official bit of our football manager, Steve <laughs> Levinsky. He's okay. our official taste tester. He's okay. been through three or four restaurants right now. He's, he hasn't quite How do we chosen. get that job? Yeah. Yeah, you got to ask Steve. He's, okay. he's, he's lead. If someone would have told me as a kid there's a job going for the Bulldogs where you go to regional towns <laughs> and eat food, um, sign me up 100%. That's but uh, I am curious to know because, as we said, the scaffolding grandstands looking at happening at Salter Oval. How many people are we hoping to get there in terms of fans? Yeah, at the moment, it probably sits between seven and 9,000. And I know that's a, a pretty big range, but we want to do it as safely as possible. We don't want to overstretch it where, you know, we don't want one person to have a bad viewing experience. So if there's an obstructed view seat, it just won't happen. We don't need to do it. This is not a money-making exercise for the Bulldogs. This is making sure as many people can get in there, enjoy the experience. We've got um, what looks like an 80-metre-long grandstand coming in on that eastern side. So we're just working on how far back that can go at the moment, how many people can fit in safely, and then we'll have a lot of -of out-of-ground viewing spots on top of grandstand um, seating, corporate options. Um, But I reckon it'll fall somewhere around that 8,000, which is, as history proves us, that trial match um, back in 2016, I think it was, um, 8,000 can get in pretty safely. Yep. Uh, people obviously want to get their hands on tickets. Mm. When can they do that? Where do they need to go? Yeah, so mid-June, so we're not too far away. We're right at the back end of the build, as we call it, you know, how, how we can bring as many people into the stadium in the right spots. But everything will happen through our website. So at the moment, we've got um, Ticketek as our ticketing provider. That build's taking place. So I think it's the 16th of June. Um, it could be a week either either way, depending on how quickly we can get it ready. But um, everyone in Munderberg will know exactly when it is. Don't be fooled by um, anyone saying they've got a ticket to sell because they don't exist right now. Um, I have heard a couple of little stories of, of uh, fake ticket websites going out and about. They're yeah, not legit. Not legit. Avoid mm. them at all costs. They happen all the time. Games in Sydney, State of Origin, big blockbusters. Um, scammers everywhere. Everything will be official through the Dogs website. Yep. So if people want to keep tabs, are you keeping them updated via the Dogs Facebook page or website? It's all there? Yeah. Facebook and Instagram um, are probably our main means of communication. Everything on those two platforms lead back to our website. But, um, you know, depending on your platform of choice, it's all there.
Brilliant. Wonderful stuff. We look forward to it. NRL is coming to Bundaberg mid-June. Tickets should be going on sale. We'll keep you updated right here on Triple M. Thank you very much. The CEO of the Canberra Bankstown Bulldogs, Aaron Warburton. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, guys. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. I'm back from sick leave. Being a sook for a week, it's all well and sorted. No, but... you were genuinely sick. Oh, so man. for those saying he's pulling a sickie, incorrect. No, nah, well, yeah, you know. If, like, if you've seen me at the pub, I was sick. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to, I was taking some medicine. But I got <laughs> sick while I was on leave up visiting some family up in Townsville. Yeah, and that's the worst time to do it. Yeah, I spent a couple of days yeah. in bed when you only have a couple of days with them, which which sucked. But, um, of course, I was like, well, I want to nip this in the butt. Let's figure out what the hell's wrong with me. So yeah. what do you do when you're sick, Jules? You go see the doctor. Yeah. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Of course. That's what you do. You're sick. The experts, they know what to do. They know what to give you. And you say, thank you very much. Wave their magic wand. Yeah. Well, it turns out that we've been doing it all wrong. So what do I've, you mean? Well, I've gone, booked in and decided, hey, I'll go to the doctor. Um, mm. Upon arriving at the doctor, this is something that um, I, I don't take a face mask anywhere with me anymore, but... At the doctor, you still have to wear a face mask. Yes, in certain places. I remember yep. booking one here in Bundy last week, and then they were like, just remember, even though you're not wearing it elsewhere, you've got to bring a face mask. Got to still wear a face yeah. mask in those places. Well, uh, so I had to sort that out, went rifling through the car, went through every pocket and found one. Found sitting, a spare one, yeah. sitting there. So I'm still finding the face masks in my pocket. But uh, <laughs> uh, after that, walk up to the front door, and there's a sign on the door at the doctor's yep. saying, please do not enter if you're feeling sick or unwell. <laughs> They don't want to see you. Yes, in case you might have COVID and have the symptoms. Okay, so riddle me this. When (laughs) when do I go there? It's so frustrating. This happened to me like over Christmas. I had to sit outside the doctors, outside on a chair and talk to them on the phone. I'm like... What's the point of me using that petrol? Why have I come to the doctor? Why do you go to the doctor? I don't know. Like, since, Surely they could put the PPE on and see you in person. That's the whole can, point you're there. Since when can a GP have a sign saying if you're sick or unwell? So what do you check in for? Hello. All right, doctor, just come in and let you know. All good. Feeling <laughs> pretty fresh just lately. Just want to say hi. Just wanted to say good day, let you know. I'm feeling pretty good. It's triple M. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. JB, you just said before, we have a top-notch calibre of athletes right here in our Bundy region. Oh, don't, from... don't get me started. Oh, Olympians, gosh. NRL superstars. It just, the list goes on and it just keeps on happening. We have Hannah Leggett in studio. She has just been named in Australia's under-18 softball team. Congratulations and welcome. Oh, how good. How was the moment when you found out, Hannah, that you were named and you're going to be off to Canada next month? I just cried. I was, <laughs> I was at work and my phone was just binging, just going off. And then I was like, oh, like, sorry, I just have to go turn my phone off. And I saw Softball Australia. I was like, oh, my God. And I just dropped. I was in tears. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> now, it's softball, it's you wouldn't consider it as one of the main sports when you're growing up. So how did you become so involved in softball? So I always heard stories about my father playing softball when he was like my age now, 18, 20-ish. And when I was just younger, he just threw me into the sport and then I've just kept playing since. So you played for Waves mm-hmm. and then you moved to, to state level, now national. Did you ever think it would get to this point? Um, I was hoping, but I always had those doubts in the back of my mind that I just had to fight through them. 
Yeah. And here I am. Well, so you get to go to Canada. How phenomenal is that? That is really, really cool. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. It's so um, you're part of the national squad now. So that's going to be a huge tip of the cap for yourself. So what would be the ultimate? So what is the ultimate when it comes to softball, the ultimate achievement? Um, probably the Olympics. So this is all a build up to the Olympic team soon. Incredible. And I'm curious to know, what does training be like to be able to get to this point? You're currently working in childcare as well. You're juggling that. You're, you're fresh in Bundy and there's, I'm sure, the, the temptation of going to the Senny, the Central, or the Saturday night. How are you juggling that as a teenager? Yeah. Um, so last year I started playing in Brisbane as well. So every second weekend I would travel to Brisbane to play to increase my, like, my performance and mm. everything. So... When I made the Queensland team, there was training down there like every Sunday. So I made the decision to play in Brisbane. So every second week I can play there and then have my training on the sat- Sunday. Um, I also train Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a PT session with Blake Hornbrook at 3B's Fitness on a Wednesday afternoon. And it's like three hours of training every Monday and Friday. So oh you're that God. busy doing all this stuff, <laughs> you don't have to, you can't be bothered going to the Sunny on a no, Sunday. No, fair enough. Why would you bother? Now, what is uh, so your role in the team? Because there's obviously mm-hmm. pitching and batting. What's your role in the team mm-hmm. of softball? So I'm an outfielder. I yep. normally play center field and left field, but at the moment, in the past year, I have been transitioning from left hand, right hand hitting to left hand hitting. So, so you're changing which side you're hitting with. Yes. Oh my gosh. At 18. And what, <laughs> yes. are you, why? What handed are you? Um, I'm like dominantly I am right-handed, but my softball coach last year suggested that I go left-handed to use my speed to get on. So normally in the batting lineup, you have your first batter is normally like most likely to get on base. Like that's their job. Yep. And my job is to move the batter around like and batting left-handed increases my chances of getting on base as well due okay. to my speed. So you'd focus more on getting the speed so you only have to get to that one diamond instead of having to try flog it out of the park. Yes. So that's in your role. Oh, tactics. How, how do you go from <laughs> – have you ever done anything – are you slightly ambidextrous or is this just no, complete no. – just how, throwing her into the deep end. How long did it take you to hit a ball? Did you start <laughs> off with T-ball or what did you do? No, so at club I used to like – muck around like sometimes like and I used to just bat left-handed for fun and then all of a sudden it's just turned into something serious. Wow. Well I tell you what you've got a wonderful head on your shoulders and your work ethic at your age a damn sight better than mine I would have been at the Senny making a fool of myself so (laughs) me too. (laughs) We wish you all the best congratulations on making the Australian squad and uh, you'll have to keep us up to date on what's ahead for you and uh, let's keep pushing on to the next Olympics. Congratulations. Keep an eye out for the name. Hannah Leggett uh, officially making, is it the under-18s? Under-18s Australian squad in softball. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Well, what a sensational day and night. Saturday, the Bundaberg Recreational Precinct, it was the sounds of rock. I was gutted to miss it. Gutted oh, to miss it. So much fun. I, I, from all accounts, this has been one of the best concerts that we've seen in Bundy yep. ever. I we are still people. getting calls, people raving about it. It was sensational. And I actually got to the point where I was in the mosh pit 
Um, so excited. My personal favourite on the billing was Eskimo Joe. You liked Eskimo Joe, mm, did you? I yeah. know most of their songs. Well, could sing along to most of it. They were a late call-in. Yes. Yeah, so they weren't even going to be part of the bill, and that was your dead set favourite. Yep. So I assume um, you were there for, with a few workmates, maybe a few friends? Yes, I was. Um, I had my friend Ange at the time. Um, she really wanted to see Killing Heidi, and afterwards when we were sort of hanging at the back of the standing section, I was like, once they're finished – we're not going to go and sit back down like everybody else. We're going to move our way towards the front and get as close as possible to see Eskimo Joe. So you timed it when everyone mm. else was leaving. You got yourself right up to the front. Yes. Yep, and there were three things, three things that began with B uh, that summarized my experience of that mosh pit. Boobs, bad smells, and boys that are too tall. Okay. Yep. That. Ha- well, what do you mean, boys? They can't help it. Mm. They just want to go and see the. See well, that's the, the reason why I got into a fist fight. But the boobs, the boobs were something that was essentially flashed in my face, not at uh, directed at the lead singer of any of the bands. Okay. But this one woman decided that she would uh, flash up her t-shirt. She was wearing a Sounds of Rock t-shirt. Maybe yeah. she won it. Maybe she was part of the crew. Okay. And she decided to show a bit of skin. So that was a surprise to all of us. No, you know what? Uh, I congratulations. Good look. You're at a <laughs> festival. So. Good on her. Living large. Yeah. Bad smells. Every so often, maybe about 15 minutes or so, you just get a waft of something. Someone had let one rip and you just really realize. Really fart smell. Yes, absolutely. You can't do that. No. You can't fart it. And there are sometimes the people that have rocked up and. Um, They'll think no one will notice. We're no, in a sea no, of a crowd. No, no, we noticed. Incorrect. They rock up and they definitely haven't showered for a couple of days. And mm-hmm. you go, mate, we're in your crowd. Just have a shower before you come. You've had it. a ciggy. You've had a few drinks. It's just not a good combination. But I thought, you know what? This is going to be fine because I'm seeing this awesome band. I'm right in front of the lead singer where he's going to come out and immediately two seconds before Cav uh, Templey, the lead singer of Eskimo Joe comes out, this seven foot man pushes his way in front of me and says, excuse me, love. I just want to stand next to my wife. (sighs) I could not believe it. Probably wasn't seven foot. You exaggerating? I was raging. But to he end. was tall. So, so how you dare got... he? I've been standing here this thirty minutes to see this. How? Why is he blocking my exact vision? And Hans mm. just goes, "Excuse me, you shouldn't be here. Uh, we've been waiting here this whole time. What gives you the right to push in front?" Oh, God. And then his wife comes in and says, "Excuse me." What do you think? And throwing these fingers and oh, I was like, oh, my dear God. Okay, let's okay. all just calm down. Okay. So nothing was said. And then we just moved a couple of people away and we enjoyed the concert. It was still worth it. But that guy who was seven foot tall, not a fan. Not a fan at oh, all. Oh, you don't like it? No. When were the police involved? When did the fight happen? <laughs> no, nah, we called it off. Oh, so nothing happened. I said I almost got into a fight, oh, JB. That's, that's <laughs> anticlimactic story. That's so anticlimactic. <laughs> I expected so much more out of that. What you had a slight <laughs> talk. With a woman, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's all that happened. Fingers were pointed. Jeez, watch Jules when she's out in the wild. You never know what she might get up to. <laughs> that was wild. Let's get down to Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. And, uh, yep, last week I was off sick with... You watch a few movies? I did watch a lot of movies. Yeah, what'd you watch? No, I caught up. So, Ozark. Oh, I've started watching that. Yeah, I was going to come back midweek, and then I went, oh, no, they've dropped the rest of Ozark. So, (laughs) I want to catch up, guys. So, I watched the rest of that. Ozark completely finished now, but. um, Oh, no. If you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it? No, you wouldn't have. No, I watched Uh, a couple of episodes. Belinda in our office recommended it to me. It's a pretty good show. Not bad. Not a bad show. It's all finished now, so you can watch the behind the scenes. Excellent. Anyway, so. Not bad for Ozark. But I was actually sick last week, and uh, as I was sitting there on my deathbed, Carrying on, um, I did feel a little bit of guilt. Why? Because I admit it, over the years, I have thrown sickies before. 
ah, you can't be bothered. You, the covers underneath are too warm. You don't want to do it. I will say never in this job have I ever thrown a sickie. Scouts <laughs> on it. Never since becoming a breakfast dancer have I ever thrown a sickie. But in previous jobs. In previous jobs. There was some day, I had a pretty stressful job. Some days you just got up and you went, oh, I just don't want to face I it. can't face this Tuesday. I just can't get up and I can't get into it. But I do feel bad about it because I come up with some crazy excuses over the years for sickies. So You get inventive. Last week when I was actually sick, I decided to write a song to apologise for all the times that I uh, I called up sick over the years. Love it. Excuse the husk in the voice. You were this, sick. This is called This Time I Am Really Sick. It's Triple X. Boss, I'm really sorry for throwing sickies, but this time I'm really sick. Now we'll confess to all of it I lied when I said that my car broke down I lied when I said that I wasn't in town I lied when I said that I had a headache And drunk when I said that we'd had an earthquake Boss, I'm really sorry for throwing sickies This time I'm really sick This time I'm really sick Now we'll confess to all of it Boss, I'm really sorry for throwing sickies, but I admit it. Now I admit it. And this time I am really sick. Now we'll confess to all of When I it. said that I helped and helped Nan get her dentures, I sat there with Hughes cooking adventures. When I said I needed x-rays on my foot, I sat there all day watching Ready, Steady, Cook. I'm sorry, boss man, that you feel betrayed And hope this confession means all debts are paid But one last sickie that I've used a lot When all else fails, I just say I've got the trust I'm really sorry for throwing sickies But this time I'm really sick This time I'm really sick Now we'll confess to all of it Man, I'm really sorry for throwing sickies, but I admit it. This time I admit I have faked it. This time I'm not faking. I've faked it. I admit to all of it. Outstanding. Confessed. And the amount of cooking shows that you watched. He's cooking adventures, eh? <laughs> Vote Capscom. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Did you ever, uh, I guess, Get yourself involved in recycling at school. Now, it wasn't at school, but I did just think about this. We used to recycle our cans growing up at at home. Well, it was just because Dad said if we recycled them, we could take them to the refuse place and we'd get a bit of pocket (laughs) money. So it wasn't for the environment, but it has changed a lot over the years, especially in schools. It certainly has. And I love this. This program called Bottle Bottle Top Bounty Recycling. Andrea Fox runs it at Kepnock High. She's with us here. Good morning. Good morning. Now, first of all, you've got the title Recycling Team Coordinator. I never thought I would hear that sort of title in a school. How cool is that? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> now, what's it called again? Bottle Top. Bounty. Bounty. What? Okay, what is it? What do you do? 
So we've got a containers for change program at the school. So we've been recycling bottles and all those sorts of things for a couple of years now. But we had this big pile of bottle lids that we had nowhere to, you know, nowhere to take them. So well, the, that's the bottle thing. top bounty started. When you do your recycling, you all the bottles, bottles. But you have to take the lids off, your yes. bottles. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Lids and ring pulls. Lids and ring pulls. So you have this pile of them and mm-hmm. went, well, this is wasteful, isn't it? Exactly. So we have a 44-gallon drum full of ring pulls over the last like long time and this mega pile of plastic lids that we were looking for somewhere to take them because there was a program where they'd make prosthetic limbs but that closed down with COVID so I had to find somewhere new. So you guys have partnered with Ocean Crusaders and you've essentially got this whole system in place where the kids, they work together, they sort out all these bottle lids and they really learn about how impactful it is for the environment. Exactly. Yeah. So there's 16 different colour groups that the lids have to get recycled into. So um, we have a program that we're partnered with the aquaculture class and with Xbox, which is our students with disabilities, and they help us sort the lids once they've been removed from all our containers for change bottles. So you do the containers for change, that's all working nicely, mm-hmm. you get all that recycling happening, you end up with these lids, the kids divvy them up into the colours or whatever. What's actually happening with these bottle lids after that? So at the moment, they're being boxed up in their colour groups and sitting in a shed, ready to get transported to Ocean Crusaders. And then once they get down there, they're going to be melted down into their colours and turn into recyclable materials like bricks. So they can maybe made into shade shelters and like chairs and lots of different things. So you guys are looking for, I guess, people in the community that can donate their bottle tops uh, to help out this bottle top bounty program. What sort of impact does it have in the school when you see the kids understand the what they're doing in this program? It's really, really a great feeling for me to be able to see that we're making an impact because those bottle lids would have just gone into the bin and now they're actually being repurposed. And that's one less piece of plastic every time we do that that's not going into our ocean because that's one of the things I pick up on the beach all the time is mm. plastic bottle lids. Yeah. So as the community, can we actually donate our bottle lids to you guys? Yes, you can. All right. So how do we go about that? Because I'm just thinking we do our recycling with the lids and stuff, with, but we just take the lids off, yep. chuck them in the bin. So instead we can put them in another box. Yep. And just drop them off to Kepnock School? Yep. The only stipulation is they need to be clean. So you just Ah. need to give them a quick rinse before you put them in a box, preferably, rather than plastic. Yep. But you can recycle your plastic. Yeah. (laughs) Easy as. So you just give them a wash, put them in a box, and drop them into just the school Drop them into the admin building, and they'll pass them on to me, and we can... Go from there. Awesome. Yeah. Stuff. Well, a big congratulations in what you're doing at the Kepnock School, and uh, congrats to all the kids that are involved. Wonderful that you're taking it that next step, and... For the general public, if you've got those leftover lids, do it. Give them a wash, drop them into the school. Easy as. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. My dad was in town, so he likes riding his uh, Harley motorbike. And he went on a big ride with a few of his mates. They go on these big rides and stuff like that. And uh, ended up in Bundaberg for a couple of days on the weekend. Awesome. And it uh, it was on Sunday that dad was... He had a hankering for something, uh, something that he, he couldn't he couldn't go to anything else. Nothing else would satisfy this craving. Is it like you with fried chicken? Yeah, if I'm if I'm craving that one particular thing, mm. I get it, and I get that from Dad. So yeah, he was really really adamant that he had to have this item. It resulted in myself and Dad driving around Bundaberg for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. The fuel ain't cheap, Dad. But um, no. what we were hunting for, can you have one guess? Um. 
some sort of specific Bundy rum? No Bundy rum. He doesn't drink rum. No? no. Tell me. Coffee. One cup of coffee. Uh, then I coffee. Well, you can get coffee anywhere in Bundy. There's some amazing baristas. Why did he have to drive two and a half hours? I know that, Jules. I know that. And I just said it (laughs) repeatedly. I'm like, we could be getting coffee anywhere. Uh, But Daddy gets specific taste in things, and he has this coffee, and all he could tell me was it should be available at Coles, and it's got like Asian writing on the front, and it's a goldish packet. So it's a homemade coffee sachet. Yeah, it's sachets of coffee that you go home and you make it up at home. And I'm like... All right. Just buy yourself a takeaway coffee, So mate. anyway, we go to, is it Coles Kensington out near Brothers? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we go to Coles Kensington. That's the first stop. And um, have a look in the coffee section. Couldn't see it anywhere. In saying that, my dad confesses at this stage and says, I've been at the shops before and it's been right in front of me and I haven't spotted it. Meanwhile, I have no idea what this coffee looks like. He says it's goldish. Um, that narrows it down. A goldish packet. He said it has Asian writing. So we have a look in the Asian section. We have a look yes. in the coffee section. God, how long were you spending at Coles Kensington? Well, Coles Kensington, probably half an hour and not nah, oh, gone. No out. good. No good there. So no. He said it's only available at Coles. Right. Uh, so we've headed over to Hinkler. Yep. Uh, gone into Coles there. Oh, God. Did you ask the service people? We asked service people, yep. um, but it's a bit embarrassing. Like, the description. If you didn't know the brand name. Yeah. He's, like, all he said to the service person, I'm looking for, it's like got Asian writing and it's a goldish packet of coffee. And they're <sighs> like, they're like, well, go international section. We have a look at the international section. Yes. We have a look at the coffee section. Again, absolutely nothing. Not a Coles. It's been an hour and a half at this. I'm fed up. I'm going, Dads, can't you We've just... We've gone to all the Coles in Bundaberg. I will buy you the finest coffees yes. in this land. I don't care. I'm over this. this I will diff- find the beans for I, you. I will go. I will go and harvest <laughs> I will go to point. Ethiopia. But would it have... So anyway, we're on our last legs. And just over the road from Hinkler there mm-hmm. is a Chinese grocer. Oh, yes. And I've gone, Dad, did you say it's Asian? Is it Chinese? And mm. he said, oh, maybe it's a... It's a goldish packet. Okay, Great. fine. Yep. So we go over the road. We go into the Asian supermarket. Lo and behold, oh, we find the coffee. Oh, oh, we, did it. we found the coffee. And what really, really irked me, Yes, the packet was bloody brown all oh. along. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? And just before the song, we were discussing becoming a local here in Bundaberg. It's pretty damn tough, isn't it? It's a hotly contended topic. People say you cannot be a local unless you're actually born here or you've spent a significant amount of time here. I respect it. I 100% respect that uh, you can't just let anyone become a local. Uh -uh. You can't just rock up here and expect to be taken in as a local. In saying that, Bundaberg people are very welcoming. Yes. They welcome you in. However, they don't know if you've been here. You've got to be. You've got to be here for a long time to become a local. But Jules, I'd like to challenge that because oh. yesterday I did something that I believe has got me a step closer to becoming an official Bundaberg local. This is a bold claim. It is a bold claim. I might get roasted for it. But um, yesterday I was walking the dogs and there was a couple standing by. They're having a look at the menu at the Bagara Beach Hotel. Nice. They're looking a bit confused. They're going, hmm, what do we do? And me and my wife, we walk past them uh-huh. and they ask us the question. They say, oh, hi, are you local? And to Of course which, you've got to say yes. Yeah, you live I, in the area. To which I was like, oh. This, oh, this is a tough question. They just want a yes or no answer. You're sitting there having an epiphany. I said to them, yes, yes, I am a local. So that's step number one. Yay. Uh, with pride. Uh, and they asked the question. They've gone, we're after some good fish and chips. What do you recommend? Oh, pressure's on. So it's, they're thinking that restaurant there? 
Yeah, they were thinking, uh, yeah, going in maybe Bagara the Bagara Beach, Beach Hotel. But or were they, they looking at takeaway options they didn't, too? They didn't really want a pub. They were looking at – they just wanted fish and chips. And okay. All right, guys. Well, look, uh, there's one just down here on C Street. Mm-hmm. We've got the one just down the front here. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the one on C Street is closed tonight, so you won't <laughs> be able to order it that one. So your best better be to go straight down around the front. Seen them a little bit later on enjoying their fish and chips. Gave me a they thumbs loved up. It. I'd like to officially declare <gasps> that's a local move. If You're a tour guide. That's a pretty local move. Unbelievable. Now, sat back, sat back, drunk a Bundaberg ginger beer <laughs> and just thought to myself, this is Australia. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.